With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Adam from the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. Uh, welcome to episode 188 down in sunny Orlando, Florida for the PGA Merchandise Show. You can reach me on Twitter at Golf Unfiltered. Follow me on Instagram at the same. You can reach out to me, golfunfiltered at Gmail as well. If things sound a little bit different today, folks, because I am down in Orlando, down with the team over at the Hackers Paradise, and today joining me is Mr. Gary Code. You might know him as Moulton from the THP Forums. Gary, thanks for sitting down, and we're going to chat a little bit about your first PGA show experience. Yeah, happy to do it, excited to do it. So you have played golf for about five years. You were telling me yesterday we had the chance to uh, connect, because we're actually sharing a room down in the condo. It's very nice and cozy here. It's it's both glamorous and not glamorous at the same time. (laughs) It's it's lovely. It's everything you, you would hope that Orlando would be. Excellent, excellent. And so as we sit here, we just got done. Um taking a look, a preview of the show floor, the, um, the massive, immense Orlando Convention Center. And all the booths are still being built. Uh, we were walking through and JB actually told us that one of the booths were cutting lumber yesterday to actually build the, the booth. Just a crazy scene earlier on today. It smelled great too. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie, the uh, epoxy in other places, a lot of harsh chemicals. Come across some nice fresh cut wood laid. It was it was beautiful. It was a piece of it was a work of art. You can tell the dedication that goes into uh, making something like that. But uh, yeah, it was a, a a wonderful oasis from the otherwise chaos of the floor. Yeah, and as I was mentioning, you you've only played golf for about five years, but yeah. you've caught the bug, and this is something that you have become passionate about obviously you're helping out thp for a little over a year is what you were saying yeah in the ballpark of a year it might be a hair short okay uh right now but but yeah it's been completely eye-opening seeing what happens on the other side dealing with some some golf companies and really being out on that floor this morning when really it wasn't open even to the attendees mm-hmm. It's astonishing how much changed in the two to two and a half hours we were there, seeing things that maybe 40% done when we walked in, and there were f- maybe four people not counting security on the floor. Right. To by the time we were done, my God, booths were taking shape, things were making sense, and it, it's incredible the number of people and the amount of manpower that's building things mm-hmm. at, at any given moment. I, I mean, we all got ran over by forklifts at least once. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did. There was, no one was severely injured, although we, you know, we had a couple of close, close calls. Definitely, yeah. And, you know, you be, uh, listeners, you're going to be able to check all that uh, preview footage out on the Hacker's Paradise here in just a little while. We're recording this literally at well, about nine, uh, 10.30 
uh, Eastern Standard Time down in Florida here. And so, Gary, you know, we were looking at a lot of the things that you just mentioned. And you're right. When we walked in, just to kind of paint the picture a little further, there was nobody in there. And then, like you said, about an hour and a half in, all of a sudden, everything started to get more busy. You, I like how you said that the booth started taking shape. Some of the stuff that we saw, I know we can't really talk too much about right now. It was incredible, though, just the scope of some of these booths. I mean, even Callaway Golf, the size of it, for crying out loud. Callaway is the, the perfect example there. Um, it's, it's big. It's beautiful. And <laughs> there is one thing I was told is it's confidential right now. Yeah, it is. So uh, I'm going to be real careful with what I say. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's very interesting. You'll see over on the Hackers Paradise website uh, a nice interview, uh, a couple of sound bits from uh, J-Rod talking about the design and talking, you know, in, in some some detail about the inspiration. Um, yeah, he said he couldn't go too deep into it because yeah. it was a funny story. But yeah, yeah but but it, it it all makes sense, and they do a great job of bringing everything to the table, giving all of their products the appropriate space mm-hmm. and time that they deserve. They've got a great booth this year. I mean, there's just yeah. no two ways around that. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Now, this is my second time being down at the show. The uh, listeners know I had been down once before about six years ago. And I can already tell there's been some changes. Obviously, the location a lot of the vendors, as I understand it, has changed. Um, just trying to paint the picture a little bit for the folks who might not have attended but are going to be seeing it through the eyes of THP as well as on YouTube and others. You know, it, these booths are just, they're not jam-packed into this place it's a massive structure but there's so many different companies and sizes of booths everything from the massive uh, oem side like callaway for example all the way down to uh, american needle which is actually a uh, a hat company that is local to me in the chicagoland area they've got a booth there and so i would say it's a pretty good stretch and a pretty big um scope as far as the different sizes of companies, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and, and what I found to be very interesting is, like you said, they're not jam-packed, but they are close. But what the really good booths do, and I saw some very good booths that did this very well, is you feel like that's all that you see, and you feel immersed in their booth, mm-hmm. and the rest is just noise around it yeah. until you physically walk out of that booth. And I saw some on the apparel side, I saw a couple uh, OEM equipment manufacturers that did that. And then I saw a few that, well, they're still taking shape, so I'll reserve judgment. But a few that maybe whiffed a little in that it felt like it just blended into the background Mm -hmm. and it failed to really capture any attention or really make you want to walk in there and talk to people. It, that is interesting because, you know, from a marketing perspective, and this is the major of the golf business, so, so we kind of have to think of it in a business sense. You know, you've got uh, one booth, for example, who remained nameless, said, you know, look at that banner, for example. It's being blocked out by the three other booths around it. So the costs that go into this, you know, all of that has to be considered. And then as somebody who's seeing this for the first time, and you touched on this already, but when you walk onto the floor, you know, it almost kind of, does, does it give you a different appreciation of the business side of the game? Well, I'll tell you what the first thing I thought was how unbelievably overwhelming that that floor was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible all of the ancillary businesses that are in the golf industry that you may not think are the golf industry. Um, it's 
they're they're the big OEMs, and I won't continue to harp on them, but mm-hmm. they're on one side, kind of down where the hitting area is. They're all in maybe one-fourth to one-third of the convention floor. Mm-hmm. But there's two-thirds of the floor that are not the equipment manufacturers. Right. There's a lot of training aids. I, one thing that floored me was... Uh, the, the sheer number of simulator companies. There's a ton this year, it seems. And I think, I'm making this totally blind, but mm-hmm. I think that that's, uh, as the game grow and evolves, and seeing the success that the top golf of the world had, mm-hmm. I think that that's a change that is co- becoming more commonplace. And there were just, I mean, hyperbole aside there there were i think about 10 yeah. different brands that i i could see that um that had their own simulator package and had full build outs to show what they could do and it, it's truly becoming more mainstream to have uh, kind of start and stop golf as an enjoyment like what do you want to do friday night right. i've got two hours to burn let's go hit balls right right um, now you can do it in your home, and it's it's incredible that that level of technology can be brought to your home. I know you've said that you you have a simulator as well. Yes, and it's it's interesting because a lot of players, professional and amateur, regular guys like mm-hmm. me and you, want that data, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see even between the two years that I've been here, or the five years, I guess I should say, or six years, I can see how the trends have shifted. A little bit before it was all about get your hands and still like this a little bit get your hands on the new stuff mm-hmm. but now it's a matter of wow okay well we've got all this data tracking that we need to show and actually the booth that i mentioned earlier that was cutting the lumber mm-hmm. that's one of the simulator companies yep. actually and so it's really interesting to see that that shift in your opinion gary i mean is that something obviously as, a, as somebody who uses a simulator yes is that something that we think we're going to see more of throughout you know, the next few years, or is that something that, you know what, it's really popular right now, it might die down? Honestly, I hope that the overall trend continues, and I hope we do see more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been mildly successful in, at least in what I've seen, in some retail spaces. It kind of mixed with a bar or restaurant right. is a great opportunity. I, th- I think that the sheer number of companies in the space... I don't think that's sustainable. Mm. It, it strikes me that consolidation is, is in order. But I also don't think that they're all the same. There are the foresights of the world where they're going to have the right numbers. Right. And then there are some on the other end that they're close enough. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're geared toward the old Tiger Woods video games of, hey, I want to play something that resembles golf, but I'm here for, the, here for a good time. Yeah. Um, so... If, if my spin numbers are 1,000 RPMs off, I don't care. I'm hitting a golf ball, having fun, drinking right. a beer. Yeah, and you and I just came from two uh, areas of the country that's basically under snow and freezing right now. It was, yeah, right around zero when I left. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Same here. Even with, an, uh, even with a cold Orlando, it is quite uh, enjoyable here. Yeah, and the point being, of course, is that people like you and I can enjoy the game all year round with stuff like this and it's really just a matter of which company is going to be able to rise to the top among the group. Yeah, and I think that's what we're seeing right now is is the show is important to those companies because yeah. that's not an impulse buy. That's not uh, something that you'll just I don't know, do a hair or research. The target market for uh, for these products is is 
coming to them. Yeah, right. And this is where they need to shine. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of these companies kind of consolidate in the next three to five years. But I hope the trend continues because I think it's great. Yeah. Same. I totally agree. Now, we're going to actually head back to the show to see when everyone's there. We actually saw it was kind of like, I don't know, World War Z or something where there were no humans anywhere. But we're going to go back here in just a little bit to take another look. You've got the preview already. Yes. A couple things that you're excited to see how they come to fruition when we go back to the show floor. So I'll start uh, a little out of the out of the ordinary here, I think. In that I'm excited to see how the apparel side, mm-hmm. that two-thirds that's not the OEMs, yeah. how that looks. Mm. Because there were brand new companies, well-established companies, companies that are trying to change who they are. I'm really interested to see kind of where we're going. And it's kind of the fashion side of, okay, what trends am I about to like and what ones am I going to absolutely hate which hipster brands that i'm gonna like and all (laughs) yeah well you're gonna throw yourself under that bus absolutely uh but it's interesting to me to see kind of where things are headed and that side of the the floor wasn't as well set up mostly because their their build outs aren't as interesting right right um so that'll be interesting uh i'm really interested to see some of some of the big oems were not quite done, and there were a lot of boxes, but <laughs> so of- much, so much uh, build-out going on. For example, the, the Titleist booth was not done, pallets everywhere, but they were hanging lights on rigging, mm-hmm. on riggings that, it looked like a rock concert. Yeah, it really did, it really did. Just it, the amount of money that goes into these things. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um the the Bridgestone booth was was built being built out. That was really cool. They had cut downs, uh, kind of process structure for building their balls, and you kind of saw it from the the core to the outer cover right. side by side. I want to see kind of where they take all that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm excited for the Callaway booth. That is not anything uh, resembling its final product. Sure, but even in those two hours, man, it's incredible. It's it's making a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there there's quite a few others that I'm interested in seeing. But the transformation in two hours was incredible. So when we head back in another two, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm just excited once they actually put down carpet because I did not like walking <laughs> on the cement floor. So all right, Gary. Well, thanks for sitting down with me just for a little bit. I'm sure we'll probably have a chance to sit down again in our trip here. We're here until uh, Friday morning, uh, but real excited to go take a look at the show. Let's do it. All right, let's go.